Kia ora, Clay. It is half past 12. You're listening to Te Purongo o Te Paututanga on RNZ National. Coming up, six ultra marathon runners rescued and hospitalised after the weather turns bad near Arrowtown. Time is running out for growers in Hawke's Bay and Gisborne to save trees and vines from suffocating silt. And later in World Watch, Presidents Biden and Putin deliver opposing speeches as the first anniversary of the invasion approaches. But first, here are RNZ's top stories. K.R. Queen Nicola. A large rescue operation has taken place after chilling cold and heavy rain struck an ultra-marathon near Arrowtown in the early hours of this morning. The Rescue Coordination Centre carried out the complex rescue of participants and crew in the Southern Lakes Ultramarathon. At least six people have been airlifted from the Maystown area and taken to Queenstown Lakes Hospital. Five are being treated for hypothermia and one has moderate injuries. The, police, the hospital says they're all in a stable condition. About 110 people are in the area for the event, including 99 competitors. A representative of the Southern Lakes Ultra Marathon says all athletes are safe, well and accounted for. Waka Kotahi says it's hard to estimate when access will be fully restored to some parts of roads on the cyclone-ravaged east coast. Tokumaru Bay remains isolated as the part of State Highway 35 between Toliga Bay and Tapuya Springs is severely damaged. Spokesperson Mark Owen says that the connection between Wairua and Napier on State Highway 2 has also been difficult to restore. He says there's been extensive damage to the area south of Tutira, where heavy equipment is needed to clear the roads. State Highway 2 is open from Gisborne to Wairua, but Waka Kotahi is advising people to avoid non-essential travel. Thames Coromandel Civil Defence Controller Gary Towler says the district is open for business, but it is fragile with slips still likely to occur if there is more rain. Most roads are operating stop-go in places and travellers should expect delays as slip sites are cleared. Gary Towler says 16 properties have so far been stickered and building inspectors are out completing visits today and tomorrow. Houses are becoming more affordable as prices continue to drop, but are still expensive by most measures. The latest CoreLogic Housing Affordability Report indicates continued rate rises and mortgage payments are eating up a large part of household income, but that getting on the property ladder is becoming more affordable. That's the news. After 1pm on Afternoons with Jessie Mulligan, New Zealand writer Joanna Drayton has made a name for herself writing about other people. Dame Nio Marsh, Hudson and Halls, Juliet Hume from the infamous Parker Hume murder case. Well, now Joanna is telling her own story, the story of two women who met by chance, came out as gay in the 1990s and risked everything to be together. She joins me to talk about her memoir called The Queen's Wife. That's from 1pm today on Afternoons here on RNZ National. The long-range forecast from Met Service through to midnight Sunday. The situation, a cold front is moving north over the South Island and then moves north over the North Island from this evening. A cold southerly change follows. So the forecast to midnight tomorrow Thursday, the upper North Island from Taranaki and Taupo northwards, including Bay of Plenty. Isolated showers, possibly heavy south of Auckland this afternoon, becoming widespread for a while tomorrow. Gisborne to Wairarapa, a few showers, then rain tomorrow. Heavy falls possible. Whanganui and Taihape to Wellington, isolated showers, becoming rain today, easing or clearing tomorrow. For Nelson, Buller and Marlborough, excluding Kaikoura Coast, few showers, becoming rain this afternoon with possible thunderstorms, becoming mainly fine tomorrow morning, isolated showers. 
Canterbury and the Kaikoura Coast outbreaks of rain, heavy at times, mainly inland. Westland rain, heavy at times, easing this afternoon and then clearing. Tomorrow, fine. Fiordland, Otago and Southland, fine in the fjords. Showers elsewhere, becoming frequent tomorrow morning, then easing or clearing tomorrow evening. Chatham Islands, isolated showers, becoming rain tomorrow. Now the weather for the following three days, Friday to Sunday, the outlook for the North Island to Ika Maui. Friday, occasional rain for most, maybe heavy in the east, just a few showers for Auckland and Northland. Saturday, rain at times in the east and south, fine spells and isolated showers elsewhere. Sunday, rain or showers in the south easing later, fine to start elsewhere, then isolated showers inland from afternoon. Te Waipounamu, the South Island, Friday, rain from Canterbury to Marlborough and a few showers in the Tasman district and down to eastern Otago. In other places, partly cloudy or fine. Saturday, showers for Marlborough, isolated showers for North Canterbury and for Tasman district, mainly fine elsewhere. Sunday, rain or showers in Marlborough, easing later. Fine to start in other places, then isolated showers inland from afternoon. And the outlook for Re Kohu, the Chatham Islands, a shower or two on Friday and Saturday with fresh easterlies, then rain Sunday with strong northerly winds. That's the long-range forecast to midnight Sunday. It's 24 minutes to one. Kia ora, Nicola, ka te whakarongo mai koe ki te purongo o te pautūtanga. It's time now for Rural News with Maya Burry in Ōtautahi. Kia ora, Maya, and in Hawksman, Gisborne, the race is on to save fruit trees and vines covered in silt. Kia ora mani. Yes, these orchardists who are working against the clock to save their fruit trees from suffocating are welcoming the government's new $25 million primary sector cyclone recovery package. From this afternoon, they'll be able to access grants of $2,000 per hectare up to a maximum of $40,000 to help with silt removal. Bryden Nisbet is an apple grower and president of the Hawke's Bay Fruit Growers Association. He says orchardists are taking immediate steps to move silt and save trees. And when I called him a short time ago, he was busy doing just that. Yeah, listen, from my understanding, from the from the technical advice is that it's, you know, sooner the better. And we've got maybe three or four weeks, really, to, to try and remove all that silt from around the base of the tree so that the tree can breathe. So when I heard that news, I kicked into action and we started yesterday morning. Yeah, how are things going at your orchard? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, it's a massive job. It's a massive job. I mean, we've got, I've got a five-hectare block and you've got about 300 mil of silt everywhere. And, of course, we have to clear the tracks. So, uh, you know, it's track clearing. It's putting with big diggers and trucks. And then you've got to have the small diggers going down the rows, uh, uh, pulling the silt away from the trees. And then after that, you'll have to have guys on shovels just doing the last part of the, the tree work. Mm. And so this uh, government package, in terms of the, the money to help with silt removal, do you think that is going to be beneficial for growers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I heard that news last night, I thought, fantastic. I, I mean, it's going to cost a lot more than that. But, hey, you know, anything's a help. And as I said, this is just a start to, to kickstart you into action. And so, uh, and so yeah, it, it's great. It's a good start. Orchardist Bryden Nisbet speaking to me from Hawke's Bay. Industry group Rural Contractors New Zealand says this season's maize harvest will be more than a third lower than normal and a national stock feed shortage is inevitable. Maize is grown in many North Island regions, with much of the harvest made into supplementary winter feed for cattle. 
President Helen Slattery says early season predictions already suggested yields would be well down and now two cyclones have blown crops over or flooded them out. There's also been challenging conditions elsewhere, including extremely dry conditions setting in down south. Our members right across the country are um, having to deal with extremes. Prior to the Gabrielle going through, someone said there could be up to um, 25% down or 30% down, but because of this, it could be even more. It's been an absolutely devastating season this year. The, the, the mental health of the rural community at the moment is at almost rock bottom. My heart goes out to them. It really does. And Helen Slattery says it'll be hard for contractors dealing daily with mentally stressed clients. In response to the damage caused to crops from the cyclones, the Ministry for Primary Industries and Federated Farmers have activated the National Feed Coordination Service and this aims to help farmers find supplementary feed or grazing. Let's go to some other news now and prices have fallen in the global dairy auction overnight. The average price fell 1.5% to $3,414 a tonne. This comes off the back of a 3.2% gain in the previous auction a fortnight ago. The price of whole milk powder, which does have an influence on the payout for local farmers, that fell 2% to $3,264 a tonne. Dairy prices have been sitting around two-year lows, and that's amid oversupply and softer demand. ANZ agri-economist Susan Kilsby says it's possible that the strong milk production seen in Aotearoa over January did make buyers less aggressive. We're, we are expecting prices to, you know, to start to recover um, from this point. Um, and it, it is a little mixed depending on products because we are seeing more milk in the northern hemisphere. So that sort of puts a little bit of downwards pressure on um, products like skim milk powder um, and um, and butter, which which and cheese, which those regions produce. Um, but we were expecting to see some, you know, a little bit more positivity in in whole milk powder, which is you know um, largely produced in in New Zealand and um, and very much driven by demand for from Asia. So we were hoping to see that start to improve, but um, you know wasn't to be at this event. Susan Kilsby. Scientists at Waikato University are testing honey from the Chatham Islands to see if it has unique properties. The government is backing the project with a funding injection of $61,000 that's coming from the Sustainable Food and Fibres Fund. Beekeeper and owner of Go Wild Apiary, Kai Silbury, is taking part in the study and she says she knows the honey is special but wants to prove it scientifically. We are one of the few places in the world that have disease-free bees. We also have 47 endemic plant species on the island that are found nowhere else in the world. And so at my apiary, we are targeting the um, Tarahina tree, the prehistoric endemic tree. And um, again, this is where all our studies will come out and, and we'll learn more of the, the chemistry and um, what's in our honey. Kai Silbury says proving the unique properties of the honey will make it stand out against others, and that research project will run through until May next year. That's the rural news for today. Koyara te Purongo o te Taifenua.